Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's talk a little college football right now, shall we? Let's welcome aboard Ben Kershaval, uh, college football analyst and reporter for CBS Sports, joins us now. Good Monday morning to you, Ben. Taz and the Moose with you. Appreciate the time, bud. Ben, what's up? Not much, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, Ben, it, it's you know, it's amazing how quickly this summer's rolled on by, and college football season is is right upon us. I, I, I guess opening question here, besides talking about you know Alabama and Clemson and the haves and the haves, what you know, what's the thing? You know, a couple storylines that intrigue you the most going into this football college football season. Um. Oh God. <laughs> Is there a spot, uh, a team, um, you know, a conference? Like maybe that, uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State, something like that? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at yeah, Michigan I mean, and I, 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 I would say, you know, I, I would say of the – if there's like one specific team, because, I mean, storylines can be such a broad topic, but I, I, I think one thing that's interesting is, is Ohio State because, yeah, you are talking about Ryan Day taking over for Urban Meyer first year and all that stuff, but I, I think you could even – go beyond that and say, all right, is, is Justin Fields really going to be everything that, that he's been cracked up to be? Because, you know, I remember when he committed to Georgia and even go before that, and he was committed to Penn state. I was talking to Barton Simmons, who's our director of scouting in 24 seven sports. And I, I said, if you could sum up Justin Fields game and, you know, a one sentence, you know, what's the one thing we need to know about this guy? What's it going to be? And, and Barton is a, you know, he, he knows his stuff, and he's he's a critical guy. Like, I feel like sometimes in recruiting, there's a lot of puffery going on, and, you know, guys will talk up players, and, and it, you know, a lot of times it never really comes to fruition. But, you know, Barton's really not like that. And he said, Justin Fields is the type of player that when he goes there, you can win a national championship with him. And you really can't say that about a ton of quarterbacks coming out of high school. You could probably say it about Trevor, right? You could probably say it about Tua. Maybe you could have said it about Jameis Winston at at Florida State. But it's very rare for a a guy to come in and you feel like you can do that right away with him. Well, it didn't work out for him at Georgia, right? And I I don't – and look, uh, it just – they weren't putting him in the right situations on the field. The guy ahead of him was was clearly better. So I – you know, it didn't work out, but he goes to Ohio State and he goes to a situation where you look what, what Ryan Day did last year um, and, and I with that offense and, you know, you put him in there in a situation where, you know, he's not maybe going to be looking over his shoulder. He, you know, he feels like, okay, this is going to be his situation to finally shine. I want to see if that talent finally comes through because obviously Ohio State's good enough everywhere else around right. him to get to the playoffs to, to potentially win a national championship. Can he really be that piece, you know, like Dwayne Haskins was last year, even maybe even a little bit better. I, I think that instant year one connection is going to be really interesting to watch. 
Okay, well, well said, Ben. Appreciate it. Hey, dude, let me ask you now. If you go across to their arch rival, the Wolverines of Michigan, mm-hmm. right? So you talk Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I believe he's in his fifth season right now coaching, coaching Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, Ben, do you think that Harbaugh is the coach after this season, meaning the following season? Yeah, I think he is. I, I don't know that he's on any type of hot seat. He's, he's done well. I, I don't know that he's done as well as everybody thought that he would do. I mean, he hasn't even won – a Big Ten East title yet. Right. I mean, you'd say that in going into year five, you go, really? Like Harbaugh hasn't won a, you know, has still hasn't beaten Ohio State. Like those are the types of things you go, man. You really thought he would have had those things, uh, you know, checked off at this point. But he's won like I think they still won not in ten games last year. His four has been uh, eight wins a couple seasons ago. I, I will say this: I thought last year was really their window to beat Ohio State. They were playing really well for the first two months of the year, and then they just kind of stumbled towards the end of the season. Um, I kind of get a similar feeling with with this season. And I think they even get the Buckeyes in Ann Arbor this year. It's like, okay, if you're, if you're not going to do it, I, I don't know when you're going to do it because you're just not going to get many opportunities where you even catch Ohio State just a little bit in transition or vulnerable or something like that. So. He won't be on a hot seat if he, you know, doesn't win the division, doesn't, you know, beat Ohio State. But I think you're going to start to see a little bit of mounting restlessness. It would really have to take him having a disaster, you know, unmitigated disaster type of season for for that to happen. But uh, no, he's he's still doing very well. It's just not. <clears throat> everything that they had been hoping for. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, how motivated do you think the, uh, the that Alabama program is by the perceived, um, and not just perceived, but the turning uh, of the mm-hmm. tide where it's been kind of Clemson, 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 mm-hmm. following last year's national championship game? Well, I, that was Nick Saban's motto this offseason. He says, you know, don't waste a loss, right? And you, how often do you hear him say that? It's, you know, don't waste an opportunity to, to get your butt kicked because a lot of times you learn more about yourself when everything goes terribly than you do when, when you win. And, and that to me is going to be their motivating factor moving forward. Is everyone can tell you how great you are. You know, you can win a bunch of games. You can, you know, blow a bunch of teams out of the water, but you know, when it mattered the most, they, they didn't show up and people can have all the excuses they want. Oh, you know, they were distracted. You know, their coaches were looking at other jobs. Players are getting ready for the NFL draft. You know, man, Clemson had those same distractions, dude. Like, everyone has the same things going into the national title game. And Clemson handled it better. They were the better team. And it's not very often that you can say that Alabama was legitimately outclassed. I don't, know, I don't even remember the last time Alabama got its butt handed to him like that. So I, that's really going to be the overriding theme for them this year. I do think they'll respond. I know, I know Saban has put a lot of pressure on Tua. Uh, the way that he's talked about him in the offseason, coming back from sort of it being injured at the end of the year. So I think they're going to be a motivated team. And if there's one thing I've learned about Alabama and Saban in particular after watching them over the course of all these years, the last thing you want is them really pissed off. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> the thing is everyone's going, oh, Alabama's so good. Yeah, just wait. They're like the Hulk. Just wait till you get them angry. So I, I, they're going to be, uh, I think they're going to be pretty hardened this year. Uh, you know, speaking on, uh, on, on tremendously talented squads, I mean, LSU, right? I mean, LSU, Georgia, a couple of, you know, these are two programs that, that could end up in the top three for sure. They could. I, I have some questions about both of them. And for, for Georgia, which has, has clearly been the better competitor to Alabama over the past couple of years, they've led for, what, is it all of two minutes yeah. against the Tide over the past two games, just haven't been able to quite come away with the win. 
I want to see if they can replace their wide receiver uh, core because they, they've actually had some very good wideouts over the past couple of years. Nicole Hardman was just an absolute blazer for them last year. And, uh, and they got to replace a lot of guys. Uh, Isaac Nauta at tight end. Uh, I think their top three pass catchers from a year ago. And then uh, J.J. Holloman um, got booted from the team over the summer. So they have a lot of turnover at that spot. And Jake Fromm, to me, is a super underrated quarterback because I think people look at him and that offense and they go instantly, well, you know, he's a game manager. He just kind of, you know, hands it off and then he play actions off of that. I think he's so much more than that. His downfield throws are really accurate. He has a great command of the offense. I think he's a tremendous pro-ready prospect, um, even though he doesn't put up the most insane numbers. And I think if he can really connect with a new wide receiver group this year, then they do have a chance. Because the way to beat Alabama anymore, you got to score 40, right? I mean, you can't do the 9-6 to six thing that you could, you know, five years ago against them. You have to be able to go all the way north and south with them. Um, and that's where, if you move over to LSU, that's where I have a few more questions. For about 30 years, LSU said they, they're going to move five wide here. And, at, 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 you know, with the offense, spread it out, go up-tempo, do all that. That's just one of those things where I'm not saying they're not implementing. I'm saying I'll see it, I'll believe it when I see it. And, and when they can actually go up-tempo, score a bunch of points, and go back and forth with Alabama – that, that's when I'll believe that they can actually do it. Because right now, when they lost 21 nothing, I think, last year uh, to them, that's just not the style of football they play. And that's not how you, you tackle Alabama anymore. You can't do it in a low-scoring match. So I have more questions about LSU being a legitimate contender to Alabama until I can actually see them turn that corner. Is Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma going to work? I think it can work. A guy that I would still watch out for is Spencer Rattler. That's their five-star freshman who's, who's coming in. I think Jalen is a very good player, and he's obviously very well-respected by his teammates. I, I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about Jalen Hurts. And him with, with Lincoln Riley is going to be very interesting because I think Lincoln does a very good job of taking the guy in front of him and, and using his talent to the best of his ability, putting everyone in the right situation to make big plays and score points. I just kind of get the feeling that Jalen today in 2019 is the same player he was in 2016, more, more or less. I'm not saying he doesn't have capability to, to grow some, but like when you look at what he did with Baker Mayfield, completely just took the top off of his ceiling. Kyler Murray did the same thing. Kyler Murray was not a great college player at Texas A&M. He goes to Oklahoma. It's, it's a complete change. I don't know that you're going to get that same type of, of change with Jalen. Well, I'm actually, why, why Ben? Ben, Ben, why though? Why, because he's been been through the ringer a little bit here, leaving transferring so late. Like, what what's the reason why are you saying I, that? Because some guys are just that's just their development arc. Like Matt Barkley was a really great but player. He's 20, he's 20, but he's Ben. He's 21 years old. He's a young kid. Yeah, I, I, no, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I'm I don't just, know why. I don't. No, I, yeah, I'm no, just wondering I, I know, why. I know, you know. He, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, what I'm what I'm arguing is that. You know, I mean, like he showed some growth in the SEC championship game last year when he came off the bench. Like, I'm not saying he can't throw right. the ball. All right. he can do is run. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying some guys, they're just that's just sort of who they are when they they don't really get a lot better. Like JT Barrett was a really great player as a redshirt freshman. By the time he left Ohio State, he was just. It's not that he was bad. I don't want to get all, give off the impression I think Jalen Hurts is bad. No, no, I know you're I not saying that. I know the same yeah, player. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like he's such a young guy. There's still time. If he's in a new system now with new coaching, you know, he's so young. He could develop. He's 21. You know, I know he's been, you know, a big-time D1 player and what he did at Alabama and the stuff that he got benched for two, I know. And so his name's been out there for guys like us that cover it and guys like you. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, so for so long, but he's still only 21. Well, he is, but, I mean, you have to – I mean, guys go into the league at 20, 21, 22 – and sometimes by 25, 26, it's like, okay, well, that's just that's the player they're going to be. And I just, I just, I'm not saying he doesn't have a little room to grow. I'm just saying I think more or less he's just, he's, that's who he is as a player. And it's not that it's wrong or it's ineffective. It's just that's who he is. Now, if there's anyone who can change that, I think it's Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I just, I have some, I have some reservations. And, and they'll still win like 11 games this year. I just, I just don't think he's the same type of player as, as Kyler or Baker. He's going to go out and serve for 4,000 yards. I just, just don't think that's his game. Is Georgia the biggest threat to the, the top two? Uh, I, no, no. I think if Justin Fields works out at Ohio State, I think it's them. You think it's the Buckeyes? Mm-hmm. All right, what's the best team out west? Best team out west? Probably Oregon. I, I thought Washington for a second, but, you know, Justin Herbert really is the real deal. And, you know, they have a very good offensive line. Like, all five of them come back. And uh, and when you have a good offensive line, it, to me, other than quarterback, that's one of the biggest questions. that I, And I think it gets overlooked so often, like every single year. Like, people will look at teams like, I think they're going to be really good, and they have offensive line questions, and they go out and they win like seven or maybe eight games. But Oregon has a great offensive line, and that gives them a huge leg up against a lot of teams when you can protect Herbert and then pave running lanes, I, they're going to be a really tough team to stop. I mean, they're, to me, they're a fringe playoff team. Ben Kershaval, uh covers college football analyst, reporter, CBS Sports. Hey, Ben, we appreciate the time this morning, bud. Have a good Monday, all right? Thanks, Ben. All right, thanks, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.